As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. This week's podcast is brought to you in part by Bill Taylor Enterprises. BTE is a manufacturing, design, and support company that specializes in high-performance automatic transmission assemblies and components for drag racing, off-road, marine, and street performance. Stay tuned to learn more about BTE's tune-up services. The IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular Season wraps up at Maryland International Raceway in Mechanicsville, Maryland, August 23rd through the 25th. New to the Summit Sportsman Spectacular in 2019, racers will be able to earn track championship points. Stay tuned for more exciting details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's cool hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in Sportsman Drag Racing and the stars within it. It's time for The Big Interview on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. Hi, guys. Uh, as promised, we've got a guy on the line with us tonight that I think everybody knows and loves and just good time Charlie. Loves to have fun at the racetrack, but performs at a super high level most every time he goes out. Many time, big buck champion, all around good dude. The champ, Stephen McCrory, on the phone with us tonight. Champ, what's happening, bud? Oh, not at all, I did. Just sitting here working on my Trans Am, getting there ready to go again. Yeah, when we called you, you said you uh, you were working on that, and you said since it's Pontiac, nothing's where it's supposed to be, so you're you're having no. a little battle on your hands. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get everything lined up, and uh, I've changed everything around, putting nicer stuff on it, and it's just been a headache so far. So trying to go. Uh, some you stuff. know how it is. You try to cut upgrade, and things just don't want to work for you sometimes. Yes, I understand. You uh, put the nitrous on, trying to go some seven thirties. 
Yeah, yeah, I got the full kit on. Uh, got the 250 horse set up in it. And we're going to spray it at the hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you sliding away from the car for a little bit. Take some time for us tonight. Great to have you on. Champ, I think most people... Thank you having me. I think most people obviously know who you are and know some good things about you, but let's uh, give the listeners a brief uh, introduction to your story and tell us how you got started in racing and how you've gotten to the point you are now. I got started with my dad. He retired early at the age of 55, and he bought a enclosed trailer, a roadster with a 496 in it, a center steer, 23T altered motor home and we went racing and that was when i was 16 or so yeah how long ago was that that was in 2005 or six something like that yeah i started racing just local around home and we were at the track racing at brainerd one weekend and ron lane got me in one of his dragsters first time i ever drove one i think was for him or my buddy josh i can't really remember now but definitely the first guy that ever you know paid for me to race and put me in something nice a four-link car was Ron Lane, and then we went traveling a little bit with him. I think I got in the final of a hundred grander against Scotty, uh, racing for him right out the gate pretty early. And shortly after that, I started racing with Troy Williams Jr. And it's all been history from there, you know. It's been on the road ever yeah. since, pretty much. Yeah, you got on the map in a hurry. Uh, I remember when you first went out. I think you performed really well at a at a at the World Super Pro Challenge. Am I correct there? Early on, yep, your career, yep, you got a big challenge. I was in the final of it in 09, yeah, by LaBoost, and then came back the next year and won it. Yeah, so I, I can remember you coming to the track and just kind of hanging out and watching people race. Next thing I know, you are in the finals of the biggest races at the time that, that we had. So, uh, yeah, yeah, 10 granders were a big deal back then, <laughs> <laughs> they were I'm still are to me. Right now looking at a whole wall full of ten thousand dollar checks, and now that ain't even <laughs> ah, what we but, race for. Those are as hard to win as any of them, bud. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've won a ton. Uh, you know, that's part of the reason that you're on here with us. You've been very successful in the sport. What do you consider your biggest or, or most significant win, champ? That's hard to pick. Definitely the most fun I had was that runner-up against Scotty because uh, at $16, I mean, like I said, it was 100 grand. It was one of the first one, first big money finals I'd ever been in. And when we got down to 16, the planetary started to break, and I raced a car that was pretty much barely going down the track, wouldn't hardly move, couldn't back up in the semis. I mean, it was broke, broke, and drove it from 16 cars to the final of 100 grander. Wow. I was pretty- dialed like 485 all day, going like 82, and then all of a sudden I'm dialed 499 and can, having to spray to run it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now four ninety nine could go. That was one of the most fun. I don't think that was my most memorable though. Honestly, the coolest one for me is when I won a fifteen grander in my Trans Am a couple years back at one of the Super Seven deals. That was the first thing I'd ever won over five grand in my own car, and going seven thirties. That was really cool too. Yeah, that is good stuff. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest check you've ever collected. Uh, You know, some it just mean more than others. It just meant the most. Yep, I just. That one made me happier than any of them did. Awesome. Uh, you know, obviously I won some fifties and had a good time with all that, but doing it in your own stuff just got a little bit different feel to it, especially when it's your dad's car that he's had since nineteen eighty six. You know. Yeah, that's cool. And it, no offense, I know you won't take this the wrong way, but it's a little bit of an unconventional whip to have at the the big bracket Back. race these days. So mm-hmm. to do that, you know, against the odds, so to speak, has to feel even better. 
Oh yeah, for sure. That one, that one was, was definitely the one I can think of that means the most. But so obviously you, you performed at a very high level for many years, but do you, is there any part of you that feels like there's an accomplishment on the track that's missing that you, you feel like you should have done already or that you definitely have aimed to do? And if that is the case, which one, which race? Yeah, there it is. And it's the million, uh, the original million in Montgomery at the moment. But um, I've always aimed to do good that weekend. And I've been deep a lot and just can't close the deal in it. You have definitely gone deep in uh, in a few of those, you know, and, and yep. as I've called them, I've felt like, you know, it was your night. You you always seem to drive really well there in Montgomery, whether it's a million or not, but at the million, you perform well. Yep. Uh, last year, I had single wagon. I hadn't drove it, you know, in years. Just jumped in it that weekend and got down to 14 in the million with it. And, man, had a really good chance. I think I was 15 dead on gotten somebody's way so yeah you and him both were deep which was very impressive uh you know i think needed big yeah, tires yeah. on the front because I, I ain't sure how slow <laughs> it was in the turn down there <laughs> you, you guys look like you were having a blast too oh yeah yeah we were having a really good time that thing could take a beating to it. It, it it never missed a beat went the same thing every time i staged it yeah it is built for a beating and anytime you're racing with and for seagull that's uh that's a good time uh, that dude knows how to oh, keep yeah. it light Mm-hmm. He sure does. He actually, it's funny. Like, well, a quick funny story. He just got it painted. The new body work when he got it all painted red and everything. Yep. And we took he took it to the million, let me drive it. And I mean, I'm telling you, he, he's so proud of this thing. We're walking around and he's over there with a rag, wiping on it between rounds. <laughs> and I roll up there second round of the million to make the turn, and there was a little roadster sitting off to the side that I thought had taken off, and he started to take off and then slammed back on the brakes. About the time I turned and looked left. And I wadded it all up on him. <laughs> I put the fender right over the tire of his car. <laughs> Did he quit wiping it Second down? At that million, point? <laughs> we got I gotta have this talk with Siegel in the station lane. So I'm thinking, oh no, this is gonna be bad, you know. He comes over, he's like, Hey man, it's cool. Ain't no big deal. I got I'll take it to the shop this week, get it fixed. Ain't no big deal, go up there and win. Awesome. Next thing you know, we're down to fourteen getting paid, you know. Yeah, that is so Siegel. Easily went in, you know, another way, but Siegel's a really laid back guy, so Yes, really cool story. So, obviously, people call your your circle. You got a rough circle, by the way. I mean, your 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 circle of really close friends, pretty rough. I don't I don't need to name them. I mean, I you know who they are. But the bunch you run around with don't cut anybody any slack, and you know, hence the name Chump. You know, they even make me do yeah. it. I got to call you chump on the hot stick and, and, you know, right in front of everybody that's watching and instead of everybody going to hear it now, but I'm sure somebody in that circle might've done it, but where did you get the nickname champ? How'd that come about? It it actually was the first time I ever won in Troy's car. We were in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, for one of the 10 tuck races. And I jumped in it no time. I've never been in it before in my life. Never raced for him before in my life. Barely shook his hand before, you know. And uh, the car that I came to drive had a converter that was leaking. So he told me to jump in his car. I'm like, wow, you know. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> huge. I can't believe this, you know. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I win the Tangrander. And we roll out to dinner. We got out back. And we had a couple of girls with us. That, and Jason Folk and that group, you know, that whole crowd. 
And for some reason, everybody decided after we had a few adult beverages that we were going to sing We Are the Champions in the middle of the Outback. And the couple of girls that we had with us, they started calling me champ the next day, and it just stuck from there on out. <laughs> wow. I, I never saw that story go in that direction. Yeah, yeah it was a, it's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. No surprise knowing you like I, I do. I, I, we're friends with now, you know, but I didn't know at the time, and they're actually the ones that got it going. Yeah, so, and the, with the folks you run around with, of all the nicknames you could have gotten, you got the best one possible. No, no doubt, I Champ. so lucky. <laughs> Champ is a great nickname. <laughs> <laughs> that could have went so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So, uh-huh. I'll, I'm if gonna, the worst I ever get called Chump, then I'm in good shape. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not the worst you've been called. That's the worst you'll probably be called on the microphone anyway. Okay. I'm going to back into a corner here. Maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but I doubt it. Uh, You may have to take just a second to think about this. (laughs) (laughs) Racing's a tough game. There's a ton of money going on out there. There's a lot of things happening in bracket racing. And we all have our opinions of how the sport should be run and, and races facilitated. But if you could change one thing about bracket racing... What would it be, champ? Ooh, that is tricky. That is tricky. One thing I could change about bracket racing. I don't know that. I may have <laughs> think about this for a second, like you said. You know, and so I, and I somewhat There's anticipated you saying I can't be changed. That are going to progress and continue to progress, and there's not going to be anything we can do about it. And that's just the facts. You know, the equipment's going to get better. It's going to keep getting harder. The one thing I'm trying to change myself about going back at racing i guess this is the best way i can answer it is i'm trying to make it fun again for me it's gotten to a point that it's just almost all business anymore you know and it's it's kind of stressful and it's getting more expensive and it's getting harder to win and i'm just trying to get back to the point where i go to the racetrack and i enjoy being there just for the fact that i'm just there you know yeah no doubt that's one thing i'm changing for myself because i definitely got kind of caught up in you know all the money and you know, all that aspect just had to go every week, and, and it just got where it kind of wasn't fun, honestly. So I'm trying to get back to that. That's what I'm changing for myself. Well, it, it has been your job for quite some time now going to the races. And we'll talk a little more about your, I guess, quote-unquote real job now. We'll mm-hmm. discuss that in a little bit. But bracket racing has mm-hmm. been your job, so that's cool when it's fun. But when it really becomes a job, that does limit your fun a little bit and... You know, you That's probably right. leave the racetrack a lot thinking, man, how much longer can I can I do it like this? So it's great to hear you planning on getting back to the fun side of things, running the, mm-hmm. the Firebird and having a, a, or the Trans Am having a good time. And when you, you actually called me to enter the World Foot Brake Challenge, um, I guess, a couple of months yep. ago. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, I believe an appendix rupture uh, caused you to have to get out of that. Yeah. Are you over that, by the way? You, you Completely yeah, yeah I'm all good now. Huh? Yep, completely healed from that. But yeah, that was the reason I didn't get to make it this year. And but it was, but you did mention I'm pretty that, bummed about it. Yeah, you did mention I'm I'm going to this race. Obviously, there's a there were ten granders at Bowling Green on the top, and there was ten granders at Bristol on the bottom. And you chose to come foot break, spend your dollars with us, and that was really cool. And you talked about that that I, I just want to go have some fun. You know, racing's yep can be can wear you down. Fire in the same weekend also. Yeah, and exactly. I was going to take my car and 
come south. Yeah, so that's yep, uh, that was what it was all about. I know that <laughs> I know y'all's race is a good time. I know y'all treat everybody right. There's going to be a you know a, a cookout and everybody's going to hang out and it's it's not going to be all business. It's going to be a good time with a little, with, with some good money on the line also. You know. Yeah, yeah, we try to have some fun and get as many people to the pay window as we can. Hopefully, folks enjoy it and got round prizes. But uh, again, for a guy that's been as successful as you have on the top to to choose that, just I think it validates the discussion that we had that just now that you want to get back to having some fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna have to have some fun too because I didn't stand a chance against them boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, you would have figured it out. It wouldn't have taken you long, I'm sure. Yeah, it would, I was looking forward to watching it, seeing your strategy and how it plays out. I used to, I used to hit the bottom a lot in the Trans Am. Uh, I'm actually pretty good in this car. Just, I've just never done it in front of a lot of people that you know watch online now. You know, it's always been at my local track or something around home. You know. Yeah. It's one of the deals. If I rolled into my local track again, they just shake their head. You know, but if I roll into a big race, they wouldn't nobody know know me from Adam. You know. Yeah, they didn't know who you were. So, they didn't think much of me, I wouldn't think. <laughs> you play a lot of poker. And from the outside looking in, you seem to be very competitive. It uh, looks like something right. that you're, you're serious about and that you, you, know, you, you go do quite often. Are there, are there any similarities to your racing strategy? And I know you hold and race and this and that, but do you find yourself question your strategy based on your knowledge of your opponent or is it similar in that way or, or are there any similarities or do you like it because it's so different no actually poker and drag and bracket racing are very similar believe it or not just one of them doesn't have nearly as much overhead and you don't have to sweat <laughs> <laughs> they'll, but, they'll keep bringing the free drinks and yep, one of them. Uh, the, the skill and luck balance is, is very similar. You, you think, oh, that guy wins a lot, but he's just lucky. You know, there's a lot of people think that drag racing too. And really, it's a lot more about your strategy and how you play and how you drive. You know, it's, it's all, they're all really similar, honestly. I thought you'd say that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I assume that you frequent uh, a specific place more than you travel around. Uh, kind of got a home track, yep. so to speak, in your, your poker endeavors. So I you do. probably know most of your opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. So I assume, much like racing, you have a strategy when you're head-to-head with different individuals. Absolutely. And, and poker, there, you know, there's all different types of players. And my, my local game is, you know, just around here that I go to has a lot of business owners and high-ups and a lot of people with a lot of money that don't really care about it. So... When I go into those kind of games, obviously, I put into perspective where I'm at, who I'm playing against, and know that they're going to play a lot more hands than the average person would if I just went to a you know, casino and played a 2-5 no-limit game. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, obviously, you definitely play you play your opponent, and my local game is pretty crazy. <laughs> so, I, I play against a lot of really loose players. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's many times that pays off for you. So, uh, it, it again, does, yeah. Keeps you floating, but they're not afraid. That they're not afraid. That they're gonna look. You're not gonna bluff them off in my local game. <laughs> they're yeah, they find out what you got. They may not have that from either, but they're gonna find out. <laughs> Sometimes they don't want to find out, but they find out anyway. But uh, I imagine uh-huh. while yeah. they'll they'll catch you holding a few too many. Yep. 
Um, I play I play poker and drag race very similar. I'm pretty aggressive styles on both ways, you know. I, I assume that would be the I case. I like to control my control my own luck, you know. Yeah, as much as I can. Understood. So I, I thought that that was probably the draw to poker that those had uh, some similarities to them, and so. You've done some racing for a living. Uh, imagine poker has provided some of your living. But these days, Champ's performance uh, is a way of a source of income for you and for you to uh, keep some things flowing, help racers. I know you're you're really all about that. Uh, we I've seen the post right. yeah. talk about the raffles and things that are happening. I I don't think any customer goes to you that doesn't come away from it thinking you did all you could to help them, which is a, a wonderful thing. Definitely the, the thoughts you want to leave in their mind. But how'd that start, Champ? I, honestly, I started working at FTI with Troy, I think 2012, I believe. Greg let me come in and work behind the desk for a little while. And I just, you know, I kept looking at the at the price sheets and thinking, man, if I saw one transmission a week, you know, I, I'd make double what I'm making here. <laughs> and... It just it got me excited and got me thinking about it. Like, well, if FTI, I know I could get FTI, and I know I could get a few others to you know sell some parts from them, and it, it just kind of spiraled out, you know, out from that. And uh, I got hooked up with like 40 companies. Got hooked up with Motor State, which is a huge wholesale business, yeah. you know, business to business per, um, vendor or whatever. And I got I just I let it grow from there. And like you said, I just done it to you know obviously make a little supplemental income and. And to be able to help my fellow racers out, I, I, I mean, I, I give everybody the best price I possibly can at, at, on every sale. I, I don't even always make money at, at, on every sale. I just uh, do what I can to help, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think um, that's been my opinion of how you handle your business based on when I hear people go to you and come away from it very satisfied and felt like they got a, an exceptional deal and obviously – good service as well i think you're all about getting them their parts in a hurry so oh yeah um, yep i try to get them as fast as possible and and a lot of times it's within 24 hours and you know i get a lot of those posts on, on facebook and stuff and, yeah you know it's definitely usually within a two-day window yeah and well about as good as you can ask for yeah it's as good as you can get on mail order you know no doubt so Champ, is there anything on your racing bucket list? Is there is there a race you haven't done, a, a class you haven't raced in that's on your bucket list that you just feel like you got to do at some point? Not really. Like I said, I, I really wouldn't mind. I take that back. I would really love to run stock or super stock. I've always enjoyed it. Like I said, I like to hit the bottom. And, well, such a super stock. I just love the way those cars leave and sound. And, man, it'd just be a good time to go and run that some, you know? As I've gotten yeah. older, I used to, when I was younger, I was like, oh, hell, I'd never go NHR racing, you know? Sit around for three days and make five runs, that just sounds terrible. But as I'm getting <laughs> a little older, you know, that seems like, you know, maybe not such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're still younger. I don't know if you knew that or not, but you're not oh, older yet. <laughs> oh, I'm not? Okay. I mean, I, racing puts a lot of age on you, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it will. As many miles as you've logged, it probably has put you Oh, late. God. So yeah, that'd be cool to see you out there in stock or super stock. Now, I know, really I, enjoy that. That's that's a bucket list thing, I think. Some of those cars have Quadrajet on them, and uh, you know, make, you make one or two runs a day for three or four days, and a lot of things change. So, oh, uh, they move two tenths over the weekend. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah they're uh, they're <laughs> a challenge, but I think you'd perform well. I think I'd. 
that would be that's, a, that's the kind of stuff that I get get excited for when I know the weather's a lot different and it's going to be tricky. That's that's what gets me excited. Yeah, it becomes a driver's race. Obviously, that's what it does. You want yeah. the strategy. I wake up on those days wanting to race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Champ, what is one piece of advice you'd give to a young bracket racer, somebody that probably stands on the oh, fence, watches the guys like you and Troy Williams Jr. and you know some of the the guys that are well known and Gary for performing at a high level? What would you tell? I felt them? like this question was coming. I'm really hoping it wouldn't though. <laughs> The the one thing I can tell you, if you're a young kid and you're watching and you're growing up into this thinking it's going to be the best thing you've ever done, it honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. I love all the experiences that I've gotten, all the people that I've met, all the friends I've got now, all the connections. But if I had to go back and tell somebody, or it, it just now, if I had to tell somebody now, because like I said, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't change anything. But the way I see bracket racing progressing, yeah, there's a lot of money. But like I said, it's going to be harder and harder to win. Everybody's equipment's getting better. The luck of it is going to is going to keep going higher, you know. Um, sure. Definitely, just pursue a a career. Also, you know what I mean. Don't let racing take over. Do yeah. it for fun. Go to the races that you can go to financially and work on yourself and a career. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think that's great advice, Champ. But obviously, there's enough money out there to race for a decent living if you hit one or two good ones in a year. And you own your own stuff, but it is so difficult, and you just can't count on that. I mean, I watch you got to get you got to get the millions. You can go win fifties in your own stuff, but break one twenty thousand dollar motor. Yeah, rebuild your rebuild your transmission, buy tires, sure. break a couple of rear ends. You've spent all your winnings. Now you're now you're down your entry fee, your travel money, your fuel, you know, your food, everything that you spent all year, you're, you're down. Yeah, yeah, you have you, to be. You brace just just keep the car up, you know. You have to be extremely well funded to to plan on well racing, or you have to have a standout year that's incredible. Which I've had several, you know, where I've been in twelve, fourteen finals in a year that were all ten grand or more. Yeah, and it's, it was a great time, you know. But those years don't happen every year. Um, the best of the best have all had dry spells, you know. Sure. And you, you just can't depend on it. To, you just can't do it for fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's solid advice for the for the youngsters that that think they want to do this for a living. I think I, I haven't figured it up, but next year, you know, there's a good forty thousand dollars worth of entry fees and what we would consider yep. the major events, and whew, mm-hmm. that's uh that's not and easy to turn loose of. Too. Yeah. So because, what's you, you know everybody wants you to double the same car twice, and and you know you you double everywhere you go, and if you don't, you feel like you're you're giving away a, a chance, you know, and it's just it's getting more and more expensive every year. It is getting very expensive, and you obviously talked about wanting to get back to the fun side of things. So, what is your take on it, Champ? You're a guy that a lot of people respect in the sport and admire what you've accomplished. You'd think that a guy like you says, "The more you pay, the better things are." Is that the case? How do you feel about where racing's going in 2020? Obviously, where it is now, but where it's going in 2020. What? Rephrase the question for me. How do you feel about what racing is transformed or is transforming into in 2020 with a couple of guaranteed millions and you know you got half a million dollar races? How do you feel about that? It's so hard to say what it's going to be because that's a lot of money. I mean, you go double in the guaranteed million that has already been posted, and that's ten grand that weekend. You know. Just for two yeah. entries. 
Um, and I just don't know how many people can do that consistently. You know, we've always had 1 million to plan for all year and it's always been a success. They get six, seven or, you know, five, 600 cards, I should say. Yeah. And just because people had all year to plan for it, I just don't know how it's going to work. People are trying to fight over it, you know, and everybody have one. I just don't know that everybody can have one. And, I love and so, you know, I mean, that's great. I'm probably going to sure. be there, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And that's what I heard. I what I think I'm hearing, like, what I think yeah. I'm hearing is that you'll be there, and you're excited about the opportunity to race for it. But you know, you're still Absolutely. maybe, still maybe have some reservations about what it means for our sport overall or I in the long. Agreed. I don't know that it'll kill. It ain't going to kill the sport. You know, I mean, I don't sure. think it can. Kill no, the sport, it but it's going to. You're going to run off. I've been doing it and since I've been doing it. It ain't. It ain't ever going to die. It's not going to die. No, there, there's no way. I don't think there's a way to kill it right now. But I don't think that everybody's going to come out ahead that's trying to do it as a promoter. I think some people are going to lose. Yeah. That's, and that's it's going to take a few bumps on the head for it to get back to normal, you know, for, for it to level off. But yeah, I, mean, you, I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. I mean, everybody could succeed and there could be four or five millions a year. I don't know. But well, with, with all that you've accomplished in our sport over this Fairly short career, if you will. Can you still get excited about winning uh, twenty or less? I can. I can. Good. That the secret to it, though, is for me is in my own stuff for less. You know, for the less money. Sure. If it's not life changing money, not big, huge money, I'm really. You know, it's hard to go race somebody else's car for five grand and know that we're probably going to split and get three grand. And then I'm going to get a portion of that. Right. So that gets a little less exciting. But, hey, if I go race my own car and I win five grand and I get three grand, 3,500, that's the same as me winning a 10 grander for somebody else, you know? Yeah, well said. So So it's good to hear that you can still get excited about that and you would still show up for those races because those races have to live for our sport to continue. And I think think the the medium races, like the 15, 20 grander range, is going to take a hit for a little while because right now I'm in the mode that I would rather race around home for five grand or 10 grand and then go hit the real big ones, you know, save my entry fee money for the real big ones, race the local stuff around home, try to win five, 10 grand around here to build up my, my bankroll to keep going, you know? Yeah. That's what I think we're going to hear a lot more of from guys yeah. that at your level of accomplishments on the track. Yeah. Run the fun stuff around home and then hit the big ones that, that can, you know, change your life. Hopefully those tweeners find some new blood. Maybe they'll hear that the uh, you know the Troy Williams and, and Stephen McCroys and those guys aren't coming, and it'll bring some new blood, some people that feel like maybe everybody's on their same level and, and have an opportunity to go win it because those races have to live for us to yep. continue to grow our sport. Hopefully that happens. The problem happens. that I'm seeing, too, is, is people are trying to schedule on top of each other. Everybody's trying yeah. to have a race, and, and they, they can't get – on different weekends, everybody's yeah. got, you know, whatever, whatever you call that. They, they, they just, I, they're just not working together, you know. A lot of everybody ego out there, but yeah, a lot of ego out there. Everybody wants to have theirs. Yeah, no doubt but about it. I, th- I think so, that's hurting a little bit, but obviously the SFG stuff and a lot of those guys are not having any problems. So no, those guys, so they're, doing, they're doing a really good job. The SFG guys are doing a really good job. Yeah, they are doing a good job. Obviously, Peter and Kyle, their brand is is Peter and Kyle, yeah, exceptional. Yep. The folks put folks on great races. I don't think. 
I think the promoter's job is getting more difficult and the ones that do it at a level like the people we just talked about are going to have the best races and people are going to flock yep. to it. And when your buddies are going, you want to go. We've talked about that here on the podcast quite a bit. So I think people oh, yeah. go where their buddies go and that creates some of these huge crowds. So Champ, I know that you get quite a bit of support on your hot rods. A lot of people on board with you that you know, don't do it necessarily to see you win, but, you know, they just want to be represented well. And I think you do a really good job of, uh, especially through social media, letting people know who is important in your racing program. Tell us a little bit about the, that list. Who helps you get down the racetrack? Yeah, I try I try to take care of my guys to take care of me. Um, you know, obviously, it's no secret. I do some raffles and stuff here and there. I typically stick to the group of people that take care of me. I mean, it's just, you know, that's, that's kind of me helping them sell part products also for them helping me too. You know what I mean? Definitely. And it gets, just brings more exposure to them. Those raffles, man, they get 10,000, 20,000 views, impressions, you know? So I just feel like that's my way to kind of go back at them. But um, obviously Mickey Thompson, Tires, APD Carburetors, FTI, and Motion Solutions does all my stickers and all that good stuff. K&R, I've always run there electronics and it's just all people that i've that I've, I've ran over the years and i believe in and i've been lucky enough to make a connection with them and haven't had any problems man it's been great everybody's been awesome to me yeah i think a lot of those relationships if not all were built after you purchased their products and and knew that they performed oh, for, for you sure. which is the yeah, right way I, to do it i wouldn't you know be i wouldn't put a sticker on the side of my car just because it's got to be something I believe in and that I run and that I've tested before and I know it works and I've won with it. And if not, I wouldn't be a part of it, you know? No doubt. Yeah. That's and the, the guys that, that I'm running right now, they're, 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 they're against me too, because they're making it better for everybody. <laughs> you know, I've I, talked I, I about that with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can get it right out of the box these days, these companies, especially the list you just mentioned, some of the best companies in, in racing and offer some of the best, the best three things you can buy are a carburetor, converter, tires, and Mickey Thompson, APD and FTI, I feel like are on top of the list in that yeah. department. And they take care of me and they make my hot rod as good as it is. They make it where I can win going seven thirties, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of uh, consistency in those products that you mentioned that, that help the race car do what it's supposed to do every round. And, you know, you can call Absolutely. you can call any of those companies and say, you know, I want what Champ's got. And, you know, know that, yep. they get it. That's not a knock. That's not saying that we got something secret for you. They can get it because that's yep. why they help people they like you so they can sell those products. So, FBI's got a Champ converter. If yeah. you call a Champ converter, they, get, they build you an 8-inch for your register. Yeah, which is really cool, and it helps people yep. be more competitive, and it's obviously had an impact on our sport. I mean, people, you know, get the credit card out and say, I want the carburetor champ's got, I want the converter he's got, the tires he's got, and they can build it just like you can. Racing strategies well, don't matter. Me and, get it, and they can say, hey, send me what you got. <laughs> yeah, they call you. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what they call yeah. performance and do that. What's next on your racing schedule? Uh, I know that uh, you've laid back just a little bit after your uh, appendix problem, but I imagine you're, you're ready to get back, back at it. most of the year this year. I've been four or five times, I believe. Uh, just trying to, like I said, I've hit the ones that matter, the real big ones. Uh, I'll say the, one the ones that matter, but, you know, the ones that can pay the most anyway. 
I've been yeah. been to those so far. The Vegas Million, the SFT 500, those races like that. But going forward from here, I'm probably going to do like I said. I'm going to run my car and a lot of the local stuff. Um, I'm going to run my car at the big stuff also, but I'm going to try to probably run a dragster also, you know. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to go local. I think they got a five grander this weekend. Um, um, that's going to be my test session, uh, <laughs> five grander test session, you know. What do you consider local? What track? Uh, Brainerd. Okay. Yeah, we didn't tell everybody where you uh, reside, where you're talking to us from tonight, which is where? North Georgia. I live in Taylorsville, near, near Rome, actually, in about 45 minutes north of Atlanta. Yeah, northwest Georgia, aren't you? Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so Brainerd and Chattanooga is your home track. Got a five-grander. That's where you'll be running the, the ZAM. <laughs> really, Montgomery has always been my home track. I've went there more than anywhere, but... Uh, yeah, Brainerd's actually the closest place that I go to that, that pays anything, you know. Is there no desire? Uh, I, I know that it's probably not the same exact model and whatnot, but is there no desire to paint that like Burt Reynolds Trans Am? I mean, wouldn't you be like the coolest dude ever with a with a Shab's mustache, like a cowboy <laughs> hat to the lanes with that thing looking like the bandit? You know, I don't want it to be black. Black okay. is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you're in it a long time. From the starting line to the finish line takes a long time. Oh, man, I'm in it all day. <laughs> you're, you're in that thing for a while. Well, just they think about that. Before I turn off the track. Just think about that. You could be the bandit and find you a frog, and, man, it'd be, life would be good. It's not on the top of my priority list, obviously, because I've been rocking the uh, the denitator with uh, the cast on it that everybody signed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for about two years now. And, uh, it's not obviously on my high priority list to look good. You know, I mean, obviously I wouldn't, wouldn't mind, but it doesn't have to happen anytime soon. But I think I'm going to paint the whole car like a pearl white and do a, a big bird on the hood, like what the bandit, but I'm going to do a, like a black and blue one and then oh. do the blue champs logos and that and stuff. I'm sure it'll be beautiful. I know you'll do it up right. I think it'll look cool. It won't be the bandit, but it'll be, it'll be cool. I think nah. it'll look more like a street car. Yeah, so maybe right now you should put a get one of those big band aid decals and call it the band aid instead of the bandit. <laughs> the band aid, yeah. <laughs> Smokey and the band aid. <laughs> uh, Champ, man, really enjoyed talking to you. It's cool. We're not done, but I appreciate you sharing your racing thoughts and your poker thoughts and just your story tonight with us been really cool sitting down and chatting with you a little bit obviously we have rapid fire coming up you know you, you got you got the five questions coming at you that oh we, okay we uh, always I, ask I, everybody yeah mm-hmm. okay and you can give you know a long answer short I'm like answer, prepared, so. whatever you do well you that's the key you're supposed to be unprepared because i got I'm oh, oh, exactly. yeah. so i'm ready when you are you're up for it you ready okay. i'm ready man all right so when you're dealt these two cards, and maybe even 75% of the time you should fold them. What's the two cards that you just can't seem to fold? you got to see the flop. 910, uh, the suited, 910 suited. That's my favorite Seven, hand that doesn't, yeah, it's not really the strongest hand. not going to get you a lot. You're going to miss a lot of flops. You're going to flop a lot of middle pairs and get beat. But I just, I, I can't avoid it. 910 suited. So that doesn't mean everybody that's listening when they play you that when you throw your bet in that you got nine ten suited, but there is a chance. 
that you got nine. No, but if they put me on aces, there's a good chance that it could be nine ten suited actually instead. Because <laughs> I play them very similar. Good stuff. <laughs> Who is your favorite racer to line up against? Love to race the most. I really like beating Gary. Oh, you said beating him, Gary not Williams. just lining up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't lose to him. I just like to beat him. <laughs> uh, I like it. That's, that's bold. There's not many people can say that they don't. He'll be so yet. mad right now listening to this. <laughs> He'll be smiling. You know he will. Oh yeah, yeah. Gary Williams. He's one of my favorites. He's my favorite to race. Yeah. We always have a good time. Always have crazy stories about for years to come. And yep. a lot of strategy you know. in that. Oh yeah, it's never it's never the same strategy either. If you could vacation anywhere in the world, where would you go? Well, my girlfriend lives in Florida, so I wouldn't go to the beach. Uh, <laughs> see enough of that. <laughs> I see that funny. Yep. You know, I actually want to go just out of the country. I want to go uh, visit like Europe and everything. You know, just travel around. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. not just in one place in particular, but I just want to travel around out, out of the country. Yeah, Australia is where I would want to be. So uh, you know, I I can understand. Yeah, There's some nasty stuff in Australia that can kill you. That's just awful looking. <laughs> some of that in Florida they too. They have biggest spiders and everything over there. I just don't want to go. Well, now you got me not wanting to go. I take it back. I want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does champ everybody does this so don't act like you don't your favorite song to sing in the shower what's your go-to Ooh, i don't have one in particular that i pick out but i just put pandora on and let it play and whatever comes up if i know it we're, we're singing that baby do you let it go or do you keep it try to keep oh, it yeah involved? yeah I, I got no shame at all <laughs> and you don't have a favorite not really no when you I, sing I just better like than any other shower you don't have one that you sing better than some of the others? Like it just fits your I range? I don't sing real good. No, I don't sing real good. So they're, they're all probably pretty bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Equally, I don't think I have a range. Okay. Well, I thought you'd give me at yeah, least. They don't one. all have beautiful vocals like you old, do. Old time rock and roll or something. I thought you'd give me something. I mean, like, you know, mine's Amazing Grace. I don't need Pandora. I just let Amazing, like amazing Grace, huh? Yeah, just let it flow. Love it. Yeah. Man, I really don't. I really don't have a favorite. I, I hate to let you down on that one, but no, you don't let me I, down at all. I, I just let uh, all our listeners. I let, it, I let it go. Whatever comes to me, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Would this is the last one? Would you rather okay. race in a guaranteed million dollar race or play in the World Series of Poker main event? Ooh, I'm gonna say I want to play in the main event. I thought you'd say I feel that. Like I can, like I've done a lot of racing, and I'm going to do a lot more. The main event is definitely on the bucket list. Yeah, because I would. This day and time, if you said, "Hey, I'm going to put you in the million, or I'm going to put you in the main event," I'd say I'll take the main event. Yeah, I, I thought you would say that. That's why I, I phrased that, or that's why I put that question in there because I yeah. think obviously the World Series. You know, it pays roughly ten to fifteen million or so for first. Yeah, that's it's a, a little better. It's a global event. I mean, it's it's a destination for. Hundreds of thousands of poker players. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they get like sixty five hundred entries or something like that, typically. But yeah, so yeah. that'd be really cool. Hopefully, uh, you you pony up that ten grand sometime soon and get yourself in it. You don't have to worry about buybacks. Once you spend your ten, you're done. That's all you got to spend. So love to see yeah, you get yeah, out. Yeah, you're in there. That. 
you're in the AC, you don't have to worry about your motor blowing up or your transmission getting hot, backing out the lights or, or, or nothing crazy. Only thing you go home tore up is your checkbook. That's it. That's the only thing you tear up. Everything else is good. <laughs> That's it. Good stuff, champ. Man, really appreciate you taking some time. I know you're working on the hot rod. Thanks for joining us. And uh, this is uh, this was a lot of fun to sit down and chat with you and have a good time and hopefully get to see you at a racetrack somewhere soon. Absolutely, man. I appreciate y'all having me. And it's really been a fun, fun interview, honestly. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, thanks again. And we're going to get that get that Trans Am straightened out and get it to the track this weekend and collect that $5,000 payday. I think so. That's what we're trying to do. I'm going to go uh, actually go to foot brake on Friday. we got a cl- track's even closer than Brainerd. I'm going to go run for $500 and make sure everything works. You going to Paradise? Yep. Yeah. Calhoun, Georgia. Calhoun, well, good luck, man. Georgia. Crack them right, this man. weekend. Oh, Wish you. you luck. Thanks again, bud. Have a great night. I appreciate it, sir. All right. See you, champ. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available. Subscribe. And you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. Reasons to use BTE tune-up services. Number one, quick turnaround time. You won't be out of commission for half the season while you're waiting on your parts. Number two, unparalleled customer service and responsive communication. Reason number three, all brands of parts are accepted. It's not like they just work on BTE parts. Number four, BTE offers freight shipping discounts. They are located in the shipping capital of the United States near Memphis, Tennessee. And number five, reason to use BTE tune-up services. Quality work from knowledgeable technicians helps your system achieve peak performance. The IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular's final stop for 2019 is in Mechanicsville, Maryland at Maryland International Raceway, bringing $5,000 payouts in top and $2,500 payouts in mod both days. Along with that terrific value, the Summit Sportsman Spectacular will also feature street, juniors, and bikes. Now, there will be round prizes, IHRA member bonuses, a racer appreciation cookout, mm-mm, and Ironman trophies for all class champions. Come on out to MDIR August the 23rd through the 25th and see what all the Summit Sportsman Spectacular is about. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get in it. Attitude like I am already winning it. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom bobbing for a 10. I'm rolling in the cutty, switching feet like Jerry Pennington. Towers in my truck. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. 
led by knowledgeable professionals. Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors, and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is, at each event, there are 100-plus entries. There's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.